What is up and welcome back to the podcast, Becoming the Character. The first thing I want to say is tomorrow morning when you wake up and you're subscribed to this podcast called Becoming the Boss, that is this podcast. I'm changing this title from Becoming the Character to Becoming the Boss, okay? So that's the first thing I wanted wanted to get out of the way. Secondly, uh, you know, I'm going to head into the podcast. What this episode is going to be about is I'm going to further on that concept that I was talking about in the last episode about instead of going wide with my audience, going deep with the audience for the you know the movement in uh, the culture that I'm creating called the Jones Room. Um, I spent the last few days thinking about how to elaborate on that idea in a way that makes sense. And the place that I settled on is a few episodes back, uh, I was talking about, you know, an experience that I had at work. Uh, with a dealer because I work at a casino um, I, my position is technically called, technically called third party player prepositional services essentially it's illegal to play against the house in California to play against the casino and so they need a separate banker you know because the casino can't own the money and play against the players and so I'm the banker and what I do is I watch the bank pay out payouts and you know well, I, I watch payouts, watch collection, and I monitor the rules of the game. That's essentially what I do. And so on each game that we play, uh, there's me, uh, the banker, there's the players who play against the banker, and there's the dealer that facilitates the cards in the hands um, and is essentially a third party, you know, facilit- you know, uh, uh, facilitating transactions between the two parties. Um, sometimes, however, you know, we don't, we don't party or talk often on the job, but sometimes there is what we call dead spreads where there are no players at the, at the, you know, let's say we're at the blackjack table. There are no players on the table. That's called a dead spread. And in those moments, sometimes I do kick, kick back and talk to the dealers. Um, when I, I had a conversation about a few months ago, really at one of my lowest points when I was, when I was kind of most desperate, um, just looking for, you know, everybody has that experience where they, you know, they go to work and when they get off, they just immediately looking for any way to be financially free because they don't like being at work. Um, when I was first beginning to work, you know, it was a hard adjustment period. And I had a lot of moments like that where I was like, man, I want to be free. I want to be rich like today, like right now. Um, and so I was just looking for any anything like I was almost deluded to a point. Like I said, my life at that point was like the shining. I was deluded to a point where I was looking for anything to any golden nugget that would help me launch the business that I was trying to get off the ground at the time. Um, and so I would look for like things like every day I would ride to work, it would be like a rainbow in the sky, like all sorts of things. Um, but I was sitting at the table one day. Um, trying to you know not only the business but the movement i was sitting at a table one day talking to a dealer um i'm just going to call him i guess i don't want to put his name out there uh even though i did before in a prior episode um i'm calling him the michael jordan of dealers because that's what he calls himself uh he's probably been dealing for 30 some years 35 years or something like that i don't really remember um but he was dealing on the day that i was born in 1997 uh march 9th um but He's been dealing for a long time. And I remember I was sitting at the table one day in my own life. This was something that I was struggling with, (laughs) you know, because because what dealers do, uh, they're not necessarily a business because obviously they work in the casino and for the casino. But a lot of 
you know, uh, you know, they they just like businesses do or just like movements do. They induct people into. Well, let's just keep this simple. They they transact with people because dealers are kind of like freelancers and freelancers are kind of like businesses that are just one person. They're like solopreneurs, like solo businesses. And so dealers are kind of the same way because just like any freelancer or just like even people who are alike to freelancers, like waitresses and waiters and things like that, dealers don't really necessarily work off salary. They instead work off tips and the tips that they collect is based off, you know, um, how they facilitate trend, you know, how they, how they, how they, how they deal, how well they deal, how well they facilitate the game, how well the players enjoy that dealer. Um, what makes a, you know, a dealer tipping, I mean, a player tipping a dealer is completely arbitrary. It's basically if they like the dealer, they'll tip. If they like the way that the game is played, they'll tip. If they win enough money, if they win bonuses, they'll tip. And so in a way, a dealer is kind of like a business owner or like a movement, like a person that facilitates a movement. Uh, they have to use influence and persuasion in order to get their way on the table. Um, just like in a hair salon, you know, the people who work in hair salons may be employed by the hair salon or maybe they just renting their own booth. In a way, dealers are just kind of renting tables from the casino so they can get their tips, even though they are actually employed by the casino. But long story short, I was talking to this dealer who's, uh, you know, I've, I've heard him describe, I mean, he was one of the greatest dealers in the casino. Um, and, you know, I've always been fascinated by him and his story and, you know, why he's been dealing for so long and why people consider him such a good dealer. You know, I've never caught a mistake that he's made or anything like that. Um, and... You know, so I was just sitting on the table one day and we had a dead spread and I was talking to him about dealing and, you know, things like that. Just trying to figure out uh, because I hit a wall in my own life and was trying to figure out how does how is it that you what is the principle behind transacting with these players? What is what is the principle behind making these players trust and love you and believe in you to the point where they'll follow you between tables or give you tips and give you money? Um, and so uh, we were in kind of in an offshoot conversation to that topic. But um, we started, we, we landed on, you know, we, we, we discovered the principle regardless uh, somehow. You know, he, he was this, this guy, he was talking about what a lot of dealers like to do. And funny enough, it sounded like a lot of what I was trying to do with building my own movement and leading my own people and creating my own business out of that, uh, that foundation. Um, he said a lot of dealers, what they like to do is they go from table to table to table and just like I was saying in the last episode, they, you know, they try to go far and wide. You know, they try to just go, go to as many tables as possible, interact in a very light level with as many people as possible. And he said, essentially, they just see them as a tip. Essentially, they see, they, you know, dealers just see people as a, you know, a payment or a come up. Um, and, you know, while he's saying this, I'm thinking like, OK, I've been doing a lot of that. Like I've been running a lot of impersonal Facebook ads and right, you know, the message on my page is kind of washed out and impersonal. It's not polar. It's not specifically for one person and specifically tuned into something that people can really feel. Um, and he was saying like, but these dealers, you know, and I was thinking like, like me and like a lot of people maybe listening to this podcast, though, they're doing it all wrong. Um, he said, I've come, had people come to my table and you know, it's a casino, obviously. I can't control the cards or facilitate the game. I have no real control over how the game goes. But still, when the people that come to my table, they lose money, they'll still tip me at the end of the day. And he asks, why do you think that is? And I'm just thinking, like, like I honestly have no idea. Like, why do they tip? And he was just saying, like, you know, essentially, in a nutshell, these people, 
they tip because they come to the casino not to not necessarily to gamble or to make money, but they because most of them, if you look historically, they lose money. They come to the casino to to gamble because it's fun. They come to the casino to gamble because of the experience. And what I essentially do, even if they lose money, is I give these people an experience. And you know that 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 was something that kind of. You know, even back then in the older episode, I may kind of set off a light bulb in my head because I'm like everything like everything in life really is, is dictated by the quality of the experience. You know, like I remember the first time I got on a plane, it was a magical experience, you know, uh, getting up in the middle of the night and, you know, uh, going through the airport and then watching this powerful machine just roar and just take off the runway. And I don't know how many miles per hour, just really like I couldn't believe that this huge machine actually lifted off the ground it was the most insane thing i'm a big fan of flying now i'm a big fan of planes and it's worth the price i would pay any price to you know uh, or i would pay i would pay a considerable price to fly because of the experience that it gives me um and so using that advice since i talked about it when i was on the last episode i kind of started fall you know fall, you know uh, walking around in the dark and trying to find out my own ways to get the people who were being inducted into my movement uh an experience uh, i tried and failed and failed and failed you know because it's hard to give people an experience through purely digital means. Like I'm sitting out here posting podcast episodes and uh, things of that nature. Things of that nature. Um, you know, I'm putting out content. I'm trying to really make my content as, 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 as explosive, as, in, you know, as enjoyable. Uh, I'm trying to make my content a real experience that people sit down and watch and really feel real emotions and real things because of it. Um, and still, I'm coming to these places in my life where this guy is at the red light juggling these these um, these balls or these bowling pins that glow in the dark. He's making more money than me. These dealers are coming to the table and they're delivering the cards, you know, and, you know, they, they can't influence the cards at all. And people are losing money, but they're still making money than me, even though they're taking people's money. Um, and I was confused about it. Like, uh, like, how is that a better experience than all this knowledge and information and these tips and tricks and these things that are changed your life if you apply them the right way that are delivered through this content and podcast? And so it really got me thinking about what is the anatomy of an experience? What makes an experience great? Um, long story short, I, I didn't figure it out on my own. I actually had another run-in because we swapped dealers every 40 minutes and you'll see a dealer probably once or twice a week or something like that or maybe if you haven't seen them for a long time you'll see them you know in two weeks and so me and this dealer I had to go back in the race because I said his name by accident uh Michael Jordan the Michael Jordan dealers we actually had another run-in on a dead spread and he kind of broke it down for me he said you see a lot of these dealers you know they look at an entire table they look at at it from a broad perspective you know i'll make a lot of money if this many people are at the table you know uh i'll make a lot of money if you know i make all of them feel good and i just do my job as best as i can and he said no i kind of see it differently the way i do things differently is that you know let's say there's a hispanic player at the table um and they speak spanish i speak spanish to them i build a connection with that player and see them as an individual and so at the end of the day when we leave the table we're friends, we're pals, we have a bond, we're close to each other, we're tightly knitted in such a way that they don't mind parting with their money because they've had an experience. And the experience is not based off what actually happened. The experience is based off the bond. The experience is based off, you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, the closeness the, the player has to the dealer. Um, I think he said he knows about seven different languages and he speaks in these languages and connects with each player in an individual level 
in a way that makes each person's experience um, worthwhile. It makes the experience um, profound. You understand what I mean? And because of those reasons, he knows how to maneuver his way around the casino and make a lot of money. I was actually talking to a lot, another dealer the other day. Um, he's a guy who originates from Lebanon. And he was telling me like, okay, I have a brother and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's a nurse. And my other brother is an engineer. He's, a, he's, he's, he's similar to the Michael Jordan of deals. He's a very personable person and really interacts and jokes with the players and have a lot of the normals that he's friends with. You know, some dealers are actually mean. Um, and I don't, you know, they, they'll see like, you know, a group of players and really not interact with them at all. And they'll try to get them off the tables because they don't think they'll pay anything. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny process, but he talks to it. He said he has a brother that's an engineer and his brother makes a hundred K a year plus 120 K. And he was just telling me like, you know, like I make even more than him. And I'm like, man, that, like, that's crazy. But uh, you know, I believe it because you know, I even see like dealers come to the table and place bets and things like that. And a lot of dealers make a lot of money. They'll bet like 2000 at a time. Um, and so for me, it's a really believable thing, but, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. He just, he just, he was explaining to me that the fact that he sees each individual player as a player, as a person, and he interacts with them and builds the bond and the experience that they have is based off the bond that they build and you know the tips that they give the payments that they give and and the compliments and the time that they give him in return everything uh that is reciprocated is done so because of the bond that they build i mean it's like you know you you can go to a restaurant the same old restaurant that you go every single day um but think about it if you go to that restaurant and the chef is somebody that you've known for years like if you're their friend you've built a bond with them imagine if the people that you go to the restaurant with maybe it's family maybe you go to the restaurant with a girlfriend uh that you just met and you know y'all y'all are getting together y'all building a bond y'all have history between each other now imagine how amazing that experience the dopamine that'll go through your brain what would you pay for instance to go to the same restaurant and and hang out with all these people that I just named and eat maybe they make your favorite dish freshly prepared for you the way you like it like it's a unique customized order like when you you know do things specifically for people uh you build and you show care and love and build something special specifically for an individual um when things are custom made and tailored for them um you know the price uh the, the value of the experience therefore the, the price on that experience goes up um, and transactions between you and that person are more easily facilitated. And that's kind of what he was breaking down for me and kind of, you know, the light bulb moment that I had when I was working at, uh, working at the, you know, working that day. And so I say that to say, you know, when it comes to the Jones room, um, it'll be following that marketing principle. Instead of going wide, we're going to really consider each person that signs up and gives their email address not as a as an opt-in to send a vague message to because that's what i used to do i used to have like a, a email sequence that that sent out when people registered uh for the trainings or go to my site or whatever but we're going to see each of those people as a person with their own unique story and their own unique life and we're going to have video calls with that person and we're going to interact with each person that signs up. we're going to talk to them specifically we're going to interact with them specifically and we want to get to know all their doubts and fears their life story their problems their experiences their pains and we're going to go beyond a level 
that that's that's purely digital. We're going to meet with these person in real people in real life. We're going to exercise together. We're going to grind together. We're going to fight against the enemy, against against their fears, their obstacles together, and we're going to really build a bond. Um, we're going to collect their address and we're going to send them letters, uh, and we're really going to meet with these people as people, in a way that the depth of the experience drives a bond between us and a loyalty between us that'll make the group, that'll make the movement, that'll make the business, that'll be built on top of it strong. It'll make the foundation something that actually lasts. Um, if you think about even like, you know, the most fine made, you know, clothing or watches in the world, they're handmade. And so they're made durable. They're the best quality because somebody actually went in, in, you know, um, you know, put, but love and care and attention to it in an individual way, the same way Brian Chesky built Airbnb or the same way Russell Brunson built his company. Because when you interact with people in that way, it, it becomes a feedback loop to where you learn their doubts, hopes, and fears in an extremely intimate level, which is what powers uh, your products and, and, and your movement because these things will pose a solution to those things. And the more finely you can craft the solution because you've built the bond, you understand them, they've shared with you their deepest insecurities, their deepest fears, their deepest things that they want to avoid and want, want to accomplish, then you can, you, can, you can build a bond and create a movement with them at that much more of a greater level. I mean, I always say this, you know, uh, think about it, you know, even experience in terms of a restaurant, like, who, like, who would you rather be there with a stranger? You pay, would you pay to have a experience with a stranger at, at a restaurant versus like your favorite artist? Because the bond that you have with your favorite artist, the attachment, you know, is so deep that you cry if you've seen them, if you talk to them, like, uh, uh, it goes beyond even just the experience, which you pay for experience, like even literally giving someone money. You know, would you give your mother money? Would you give a stranger money? Would you give a friend money? Like, you know, you would give each person varying amounts of money and with varying amounts of ease. You would probably give your parents or somebody like that if they needed money with, with, with regardless of the reason for, you know, very, very easily. Like if, a, if somebody was a stranger, like if your mother said, okay, I need money and you had the money to fix a car tire, you would probably give her money, the money very easily. But if a stranger was suffering from an illness and it was like, okay, I need money, you probably wouldn't even give them that money even if their illness was terminal. You know, it's not based off the reasons necessarily. It's based off the bond that you have with people. And the bond really, because, you know, the bond facilitates the experience uh, that, that, that we use to justify the payment or, or the following of the loyalty in the first place. And so with the Jones room, I'm not going to make the mistake of not being intimate. Um, I want to take the lessons that this Michael Jordan of dealing gave me and really apply them. And like I said, interact with these people in all the way. But we'll have more information with this as we go along because I still haven't posted the actual posters um, yet that, that people can scan and join the site and, 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 you know, come along with us and things like that. But, yeah, I just wanted to elaborate on the topic because I felt like I really wasn't making sense. Uh, it was really late with the episode that I made, but yeah, that's 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 essentially what I'm saying. Uh, so this podcast, the name is changing. Okay, it's changing to becoming the boss. Okay, because I want to make the title and what this podcast represents a lot more simple than what it is, and so that's what it's going to be changed to. You can look out for that the next time you log the podcast. Your podcast app, and you see it. Don't don't be confused or anything like that. Um, we also might be changing the name of the site where where the challenge or, or the summit is actually going to be. We might be changing to becoming the boss uh, and some other things.com. 
uh, I'll release that if that's something that actually happens. But for now, it's at becomingthecharacter.com. You can sign up for the summit that I'm using these people's advice to actually, these millionaires, I'm using their advice to actually build this movement or build the Jones Room. Uh, and if you want access to their advice, it's free right now. Uh, just go to becomingthecharacter.com. But without further ado, that's all I really have to say in this episode. My name is Dallas Prater. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.